An outbreak amongst uh, players in a men's hockey league in Newmarket, Ontario, has claimed the life of a 75-year-old man, Gary Weston, dying last week from complications related to COVID-19. York's re- or York Region's public health unit confirmed that actually 15 people tested positive for COVID-19 after playing hockey games at the National Training Rink in late September and early October. And the cases are linked to a three-on-three league for men over the age of 50, who have been playing at the rink for many years, uh, all are considered to be breakthrough infections because they were among fully vaccinated people. And obviously when you when you hear that, um, that's a cause for concern. But let's get a reality check on it with uh, Dr. Jeffrey Pernica, who is a head of infectious diseases in the Department of Pediatrics at McMaster University. Welcome to the program, doctor. Thanks for having me. Um, let me ask you about breakthrough infections right off the top. How common are they? What do we know about them? So we have very good data on the performance of the vaccines to prevent uh, infections that result in, in hospitalization or severe disease. And so they are very effective even over prolonged periods. Um, but breakthrough infections do occur. Um, there are even though they work very well against severe disease, they are not perfect. And their ability to protect against extremely mild infections is not as good as their ability to prevent against serious infections. So I guess what I would say is, I think these vaccines are great. We're lucky to have them. They for certain have have contributed substantially to the the decrease of COVID-19 in Ontario, but obviously cases will still occur. Uh, so the gentleman in question, 75 years of age, and today we hear from NASI that um, those uh, 70 to 79 can start to get uh, boosters uh, after six months. I, I, I'm not certain when this gentleman had his second shot, but is it is it possible that this might be a case of declining efficacy? I mean, it, it could be. It's difficult to, like, there, there's no way that we would be able to know that if he had gotten a booster dose a month ago, would this have happened, right? Because certainly there are still lots of people who six months after their primary series still have a fair amount of immunity left over. However, the, what we do know also for certain is that the strongest risk factor for the development of severe disease is age, And so the idea of providing booster doses to the most at risk among us seems somewhat reasonable. I began the program uh, talking about my dad, who is 80, uh, who will, I guess, be getting a a booster fairly shortly. But he's also back uh, to the Y, back uh, exercising, back indoors. Um, Considering this news, how concerned should he be? I mean, he's vaxxed and the people who are around him are vaxxed, but how concerned should he or others be? I think that when we're considering about how people should live their lives, we should be thinking about what truly makes somebody healthy and well. And I think part of that is being able to take part in activities that are important for them. There is always the possibility of getting COVID when you're out of the house and around other people, right? As this very tragic story has has told us. But there are also uh, certainly, you know, tens of thousands of similar people who are out playing hockey who have not become infected and who have not become hospitalized. 
So what I would say to most people is I think that people should make the decision that seems most appropriate for themselves. And so if there are people, you know, like your father, who derive a good deal of, you know, uh, health and, and satisfaction from going out and doing these things, then I think that's still a good idea. I, I think we all need to be clear that uh, COVID isn't gone, but it is much, much, much harder to develop severe disease when you have been vaccinated. Um, and so I, I think we are lucky enough to live in a country that is rich enough to provide vaccines. And so we can still do things like that. I think it also highlights that because vaccines are not perfect, we all still owe it to each other to make sure that when we are having symptoms, when we may have a viral illness, we make sure to isolate ourselves and test for COVID because that is still going to be an important part of keeping everybody in the community healthy. I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about uh, Health Canada's uh, apparent impending decision on um, vaccines for 5 to 11 um, any sense of how that's going to happen? What, what, do you have any concerns about the process currently? I don't have any insider information about that, unfortunately. So I don't know exactly what Health Canada is going to say. What seems clear from the documentation that the, that the, the company suggested and the decision of the American FDA is that it seems as though the use of reduced dose pediatric vaccine led to a similar development of an antibody immune response as the adult vaccine did in, in older people. And so it looks as though um, it is going to be uh, as efficacious as the typical adult dose is in teenagers. But I think we all need to wait and see what Health Canada says before we make any decisions about what to do here in Ontario. Uh, Dr. Pernick, thank you so much for your time today. Very much appreciated. My pleasure. Thank you so much. That is Jeffrey, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Pernicka, who is head of infectious diseases in the Department of Pediatrics at McMaster University and McMaster's Children's Hospital as well.